0: Let me speak to the governor. Governor Gary Herbert spends one hour answering your questions.
1: Call 801
0: 575 8255. Live from the studios of KSL News Radio in Salt Lake City, it's Let Me Speak to the Governor. To the governor.
1: Good afternoon. I'm Maria Shaleos, along with Governor Herbert today. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, the number to call be part of the program, 801-575-8255. You can also text us your questions at five seven five zero zero. And, Governor, we're at a week where we've had a lot of breaking news. Congressman Chaffetz announcing he's not going to run for re-election. And, first of all, give us your reaction to that.
0: Well, thank you, Maria. It's always great to be with you today. And... Uh, uh, looking forward to the questions from our listeners. Uh, I think all of us were caught a little bit by surprise. Uh, Congressman Chaffetz has done a great job for the past uh, near 10 years and uh, is uh, certainly been, uh, I think, put into leadership capabilities. Uh, Speaker Ryan seems to like him. So he's in a position of doing really good and working his kind of way up the ladder, which is kind of how it works in Congress. And And so I think we all thought he was positioned very well. So the surprise is that he's announcing he's not going to run for re-election. And I guess the additional surprise is that he may leave early. Right.
1: We were hearing that this morning. So So
0: whether that's all rumor or not, I guess uh, uh, we'll have to wait and see what actually happens. And. uh, I think we're all a little bit uh, surprised about the announcement.
1: So do you have any inkling as to what he plans to do, where he goes from here? Or do you've got to have some, you some know, backroom uh, he, information he, for uh, us.
0: <laughs> I wished I did. I, uh, I was with him at lunch at a function with the congressional delegation here, I think it was Monday. And uh, we had an opportunity to chit-chat. And he said, by the way, I want to talk to you. I got something to discuss with you. And I said, okay. And I thought we would do it after that lunch was over, but it ran a little long. And uh, so uh, we didn't have that opportunity. And he said, well, I'll call you. And he says, I'll either call you or I'll call your chief of staff, Justin. And as it turned out, uh, he did call Justin and kind of gave us a heads up that Monday night what he was going to announce on Tuesday morning on the Doug Wright show. So we kind of had a heads up that he was going to not run for re-election, but that's really the extent of it that I know. Again, I hear rumors and speculation mm-hmm. and, and all those things out there, but I have no reason other than to take him at his word that he's tired. It's time for reflection and review for, with his family, 1,500 nights laying on that cot. Has been 1,500 nights enough, and uh, so he's thinking of maybe taking a new direction. But as we know, also he's not ruled out any future political opportunities that may present themselves, and so uh, he says he's going to go back into the private sector, and we'll have to wait and see. It's all kind of speculation. Uh, by most all of us right now today.
1: With Bill O'Reilly's firing yesterday, some of us did wonder, hmm, Ah, what do you think? Is there a connection there? (laughs) Well, he's
0: certainly been comfortable in front of the cameras. And so he's been on TV. He's been a uh, a political pundit on many of the shows and uh, telling people what he sees from his congressional perch there. And uh, I think he'd be good at that, by the way. I think he's uh, articulate, uh, you know, a good-looking guy that... Could, I think, uh, have uh, important discussions on issues of the day where he's been in part of it. So who knows? Maybe he's going to be the next Bill O'Reilly.
1: So did you have any desire to maybe run for Congress? Or who do you think the <laughs>
0: heir apparent is for this job? Well, I mentioned uh, to some earlier today, I said, gee, I hear all the speculation about people uh, maybe thinking of running for his seat. They're like, well, I think we had a list of 21 different people, and I wasn't on it. Uh, I, I thought, just asked you. Yeah. You I thought, plan well, to I run, would, Governor? At least, uh, well, I don't uh, as of now, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, no, I'm very happy to be the governor of this great state, and we're doing good things as a state. We're just—our economic growth and expansion is remarkable. And uh, we're, we're just, uh, I think, kind of growing and—, and uh, in very positive ways, in very in every sector, in every issue. I mean, our we're balancing our budgets, our AAA bond rating, our economy is the best in America. The good news here last week, is we uh, got, or well, actually a couple of weeks ago, we got a, a, a word from the U.S. News and World Report on education. They rated all the education in the, the states of America and we got ranked in the top 10 overall for education and number 2 for higher education. So
1: always always great to get good news.
0: It's good it's great to get good news and it shows the trend. It shows what we've done. And I appreciate the good work we've done these last seven-plus years uh, with my administration, I think, to improve the trend and turn things around economically. We're doing a lot better uh, with our education. We just had an announcement here a couple of days ago with our refineries. We've been working closely with them to bring in Tier 3 fuels. And a big announcement with Chevron saying, even though they don't have to do it, by the way, this is all voluntary. Because under the Clean Air Act, they could uh, use averaging. They would not have to bring Tier tier 3 fuels to Utah at all. And yet they've announced here Tuesday that they're going to bring in Tier 3 fuels. We get the complement of Tier 3 fuels and Tier 3 automobiles, which are now coming on the market. When that's fully implemented, we'll reduce 80% of the tailpipe emissions that we see out there in our gunky days today. Now, mind you, with all the pollution we have, 50% of it, is really coming out of tailpipe. So this is a major, major uh, step forward for cleaning up our air here on the Wasatch front. And I appreciate Chevron. I I appreciate Tesoro, uh, Sinclair and others, which I think are going to join forces here and getting this tier three fuels. And that's going to be a major step in the right direction. Help us with our health uh, issues uh, with cleaner air and allow us to continue to expand economically. So really a lot of great news out there. uh, And, uh, I hope it's not being overshadowed by Congressman Chaffetz's announcement. He's he can't not get all the election. attention, yeah. right?
1: What is the process, however, Governor, and what <clears throat> happens now with, con- with Congressman Chaffetz's seat if he, doesn't, if he doesn't finish the term?
0: Well, let's assume he, f- he stays in uh, and fill, uh, fulfills his term as he was elected to do. Then we'll just have a regular election like we always have been used to. Um, if we if we resigns then we have to go to what we call a special election, the, the statute requires a special election, It doesn't give you a lot of detail on how that process should carry out. We've never done it before. So this is a kind of new, um, new territory, ch- new territory, new challenge. But my reading of the law is that we'll just go through the same process in a probably more constricted time frame. That means convention, delegates, that means a primary if you need to have it, and then a general election of sorts. So come one, come all, if there's a special election, it will be a special, extraordinary election. But it should follow the same pathways we have currently on the books.
1: All right. What are some? Uh, who are some of the people that you see possibly stepping up to fill this role?
0: Well, there's a number of names out there, and I don't want to leave anybody out and have them offended, you know, uh, uh, like me, not mm-hmm. having my name uh, thrown out there. But yeah, there's but some,
1: anyone that's at the top of the some list?
0: Of our, some of our legislators, Deidre Henderson, Senator Deidre Henderson would be at the top of anybody's list as a very capable, qualified, outstanding public servant who's done great things in the legislature, is from the heart of Utah County, which is a, kind of the heart of the district. And so she'd be a contender. Uh, mayor John Curtis, who's been a very popular mayor in Provo, certainly would be one that would be considered and, and certainly considered as one that would have an opportunity to do some good things there. So there's probably two or three legislators and past legislators that might want to be uh, considered out there, and I think we'll explore the opportunity. And who knows? I mean, it's uh, it will be a free-for-all. An open seat it really does create opportunities for people, the pent-up demand that occurs on any elected office. The other thing that would happen if it's a special election is that it will be a shorter time frame will be less costly. So more people will feel like I can get in and compete, even though I don't have as much money as, say, someone else because of the shortened time frame. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens, and we'll have to wait for Congressman Chaffetz to make decisions that will then tell us what we need to do as far as having a special election if needed.
1: All right, let's change the topic. Uh, Salt Lake Mayor Jackie (laughs) Biskupski tweeting today that she has a meeting with the Outdoor Retailers Association or a meeting on the Outdoor Retailers Association. What kind of talks are you aware of to get them to stay here?
0: Well, I'm glad that they're weighing in. I think we need to have the mayor weigh in and not only the Salt Lake City Mayor but also the Salt Lake County Mayor and unfortunately, have been a little bit quiet on this issue. And, and certainly, they have a lot to gain by having them stay here and a lot to lose if they, if they go. I think all of us are concerned about finding the win-win. And if we don't find the win-win, it will become a lose-lose because we'll lose a, a great show here. And uh, the outdoor retailer's show will go to a lesser uh, location. It won't be as good. I've talked with, in fact, the owner of the... Uh, Emerald Exposition, who owns the show, and they've acknowledged that this, uh, Salt Lake City in Utah has been a great fit. It's convenient, uh, a great international airport, people can come in here. We have facilities, uh, the Salt Palace and the extended facilities we've helped to accommodate them, our hotel room, and we have 35 plus million acres of public land, uh, 15 million, for example, more than Colorado. That's 15 million more acres in Colorado, that is easily accessible. And uh, so uh, th- we've been a good fit. And the fact the show has grown by 600% since it started here 20 years ago, showing, I think, the impact we have on this great location. That being said, we'll have to wait and see what happens. So
1: are you or other state officials in negotiations still with the outdoor retailers?
0: There's been some what I would call shuttle diplomacy, uh, people that represent kind of uh, can we bring them together and try to broker a deal. And uh, so that's taking place. Uh, we I, we tried. We've reached out to try to find the win-win. Uh, we spent an hour on the telephone only to have them kind of hang up on us at the end. Uh, they were really not seemingly too interested in finding compromise. Uh, but we hope that cooler heads will prevail. Uh, certainly the Utah outdoor retailer folks, we have a number of them, very interested in keeping it here and very disappointed That's it's kind of a knee-jerk reaction, more of a political statement as opposed to based on the reality and the facts and the business decision aspect of that. So, And that's unfortunate, but that's the right of the show to do what they think uh, they want to do. If they want to make a political statement, then they have that right to do so. Um, we will continue to have great opportunities for outdoor recreation in our state. We have a department we've set up first in America to have an outdoor recreation department to to utilize as best we can the outdoor opportunities there. Our tourism and travel is up uh, double digits the last three years. Our park attendance has increased by uh, double digits. Uh, We've had great success, and we'll continue to have great success because they can't move Delicate Arts. They can't move Zion Park. They can't move the recreation areas, our 43 state parks. They're going to continue to be here. And so whatever void is created by the movement of the Outdoor Industry Association's Outdoor Retail Show will be filled by something else that uh, we have people already saying if they don't stay then we want to see if we can come.